0: Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat is brought to you by Abe's Door Service. Where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca.
1: It is uh, 7.06 this Wednesday morning. When your buddies get together, you just sit around, drink beer, and talk about trucks.
0: You you check them off. Girls, check. Trucks, check. Dirt roads, (laughs) check. Dust, check. Beer, check. Got it. <laughs> Blake Shelton will sing about all of it, and he's going to do so at Roger's Place. He's going to be playing here March of 2024, March the eighth of next spring.
1: Yeah, th- this is a big concert announcement. I, you know, I, I'm I'm not I don't know much of his music, but I bet money he's going to put on a good show. He's going to be funny in between the songs. He's bet. going to be an entertainer, and he's going to, um, you know charm Edmonton audiences, March 8th. He's going to be joined. uh, Dustin Lynch and Emily Ann Roberts will um, join him. And of course, all presented by Kubota.
0: And we want to give you an opportunity to win. In fact, keep it on 630, Chad, for a chance to win your way in many, many times. Later on this morning, mm-hmm. uh, Randy's calling already. Not yet, Randy. Step off. We're going to do this a little later. We'll have a little trivia question. And give away tickets to see Blake Shelton. By the way, the tickets go on sale on Friday. There is a pre-sale, however, that starts on Thursday, 10 o'clock our time. If you use the password, nobody. On Thursday in that pre-sale, you'll uh, be able to get in and get some tickets. So uh, that's one way to do it. You could win them also, coming up a little later on this hour.
1: Well, nobody should miss our next interview, uh, our monthly check-in with uh, the chief of police, uh, Chief uh, Dale McPhee. And, and Dale, you a big Blake Shelton fan?
2: <laughs> yeah, I could definitely have to look that one up. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's could've... a no. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, I do like flakes, so it's all good.
0: There you go. Did, did you check them off as I did? Girls, trucks, dirt roads, dust. There you beer. go. I there think, I go. think you
2: nailed it, Dale. <laughs>
0: That's the oh, no, he's
1: he's got a different list as uh, the oh, the top cop in yeah. the city. I think
0: absolutely. And there's so much on the list right now. Why don't we why don't we start, Chief, uh, in our in our regular conversation with just what's been going on in the Middle East and the impact that it's having back here? I know there's been a lot of talk. Uh, we've we've had some charges laid. There has been anti Arab sentiment. There's been anti Semitism. There have been some protests. There have been concerns about what might happen in our city. What is the situation from your point of view and what are you guys doing uh, to t- keep a lid on it?
2: Yeah, know it's it's a great point. Obviously, the events of, uh, throughout the world right now are having a significant impact, um, and you know what, Edmonton is not no exception. It's a very diverse community, and of course, that's our strength. I think uh, if you look at it, we've had 19 demonstrations related to the Israel-Hamas uh, conflict over a nine-day period, and we've had 482 demonstrations of all different factions uh, in. This year as well. So, you know, our folks pay attention to this. We've got extra resources out. Obviously, all of these um, demonstrations uh, from various different sizes have been peaceful to this point. That is obviously our focus to making sure we realize that families on both sides of this conflict are extremely impacted with what's going on, you know, uh, many miles away. But uh, it's our job to ensure that we continue to work on keeping these things, uh, um, you know, uh, peaceful. Uh, And on the other side, as you mentioned earlier there, Daryl, is, uh, you know, the hate Part of this stuff is not going to be tolerated and uh, we uh, have said this often we have laid uh, one charge there was a video that was circulating uh, from October 15th uh, where our folks made an arrest of, uh, of an individual and he's been charged with other threats and uh, interfering with the lawful use and employment or, um, enjoyment of property uh, and we're going to obviously proceed trying to uh, that extra step of 718.2 of the criminal code uh, to apply uh, you know recommending a, a more severe sentence because of the hate-related piece of this. and So we've got a lot of resources paying attention to this. We've got people working full-time on this. Uh, obviously, our goal, is, as always, is to ensure that Edmontonians uh, maintain a safe environment. Uh, but again, uh, you know, when need be, we will be there and charges will be laid in accordance because, uh, you know, even though emotions are high, we have to make sure that our community is safe and that's our first and foremost uh, uh Focus right
1: now. Can we talk about schools? I know on Monday there was an incident in the North End uh, Queenie School. A man in a vehicle yelling uh, anti-Palestinian uh, rhetoric and profanities at at, at the kids. Um, is is that some place that that you need to target? I know that there's no more school resource officers in uh, public schools, but uh, are you are you keeping keen attention at our uh, educational facilities? You
2: know, Stacey, there's a whole list. uh, obviously sensitive areas you know uh, from schools to to places of worship and and everything and uh, certainly this is something that we pay very very close attention to that particular incident uh, obviously that you mentioned has been investigated certainly right now we're investigating the vehicle and the registered owner and uh, you know we're uh, consulting with hate crimes just to see what uh, we have in relation to that the initial reports of trying to run somebody over that doesn't seem to be quite accurate but Obviously, even the, the racial slurs and stuff that we take serious and follow up on. So that particular one's being investigated. Uh, there's lots of sensitive areas, uh, being that we're a very diverse population. Those are things that are always being monitored, reevaluated, and uh, to your point, uh, you know, where we can mobilize quickly. But uh, yeah, we we are not, as you mentioned, in those public schools, so we don't have as uh, as we have in the Catholic schools that uh, direct uh, correlation of the information. But uh, we certainly. Uh, Uh, are monitoring all aspects of this uh, particular tension right now.
1: And, of course, we do have a Hebrew uh, bilingual school, Talmud Torah, in in the West End there. Have they asked you for help, or are you you possibly um, just keeping a a little eye on that school as well?
2: Yeah, no, that uh, one obviously came up very early on uh, with the attacks uh, early on from Hamas. Tensions were high. Again, that's not one that we have an SRO program. Uh, We are monitoring that situation and uh, working with that school and or that community to ensure that, uh, you know, we uh, uh, can keep it safe in relation to right now, and uh, but I, I just want to emphasize right now, you know, from our threat assessment level, uh, where there's no direct threat in Edmonton, but that doesn't mean that we let our guard down. Uh, we need to make sure that we're on top of this because as uh, this conflict arises and tensions rise, uh, our job is to making sure that this stuff doesn't uh, happen in the city of Edmonton, and uh, that's our primary
0: focus right now. Well, there's there's, there's multiple focuses as well because. Because we still yeah. have uh, there, there's issue with, with LRT and transit safety and downtown safety and then even just uh, the homicide rate. So we're going to take a quick break. I just want to touch on some of those other issues with you, Chief. Uh, when we come back, sound good? Sounds good. Darryl. Okay, Chief uh, Dale McPhee of the Edmonton Police Service. More when we return. Baby, I- Good morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat presented by Abe's Door Service with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca.
1: 7:17 7, this Wednesday morning, and we are now talking to the EPS Chief Dale McPhee with our monthly check-in on what's going on in the city. And and Chief, can we talk about uh, transit? Um, you know, shortly after the death of an innocent uh, man at the, I think it was the Belvedere LRT station, one of your homicide detectives. And and it struck me because. It, I, I don't normally hear this uh, from a police officer very often. He was frank. He was open. He was honest. He said people who take transit should be extremely cautious in this city. And at this point, officers were just managing chaos. Yeah,
2: I, I mean, uh, it's a good point, Stacey. And as you said, when an, when an officer is involved and sees a loss of somebody in our community, that takes an emotional toll, absolutely. And it's more so... The individuals have families as well they're you know their mothers and their their fathers and you know at, at some point everybody's concerned about the safety of others and that particular was when we were seeing uh, obviously an increase of random violence which is still the the case in relation to random okay. violence it's still, so we, it's
1: still happening then it's, it's not but,
2: but it is getting like now that we've got to this you know in, in the combination in transit it's getting much better we're, we're Continuing to work together on this as you're aware the province has funded us for 50 officers so we have put uh, a visible presence a, and I would say that it is making a difference and it's similar in the downtown we're making progress but there's still a long ways to go and of course some of this uh, is the federal government Bill C-75 and C-48 is the amended there needs to be accountability and uh, you know we always have said our, our is a balanced approach empathy and accountability but you get what you tolerate and if we don't have accountability as you mentioned, that that uh, particular uh, homicide, that, that individual should have been in custody. And, uh, you know, over 30-some homicides in, in the last two years were people that, uh, you know, uh, probably should have been in custody and because uh, they were out on some serious conditions. So we continue to monitor that. We continue to push for those changes. But at the same time, we're also increasing our presence, which uh, obviously, uh, for, for uh, reasons that have been discussed many times, uh, we we had lost our presence and we're building it back.
0: Well, and I think I think you would argue that uh, any time of the year, it's important to to try and keep transit safe. There's a lot more people who end up using it uh, because there there are fewer options in the winter time. Uh, so it's it's about being confident. But I still see examples of 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 either altercations or confrontations or just feel feelings of of being uh, uncomfortable when going through, especially in the underground transit stations, but in any of them. Uh, so how much longer? I, I guess it's hard to put a timetable on it, but can you?
2: Cool, uh, yeah. yeah. No, you know what? But you know, in fairness, the province has added a lot more resources. So I think, uh, to your point, Daryl, is is the accountability factor that can't be tolerated. Period. Uh, People use that for, obviously, their livelihood, for their enjoyment, Uh, and the reality, even when you look at some of our encampments, you know, probably the large majority, eighty to eighty-five percent of people don't want services, but. We need to obviously find ways using empathy connect to health services, which are being built uh, absolutely probably the best in the country right now. But at the same time, we can't use as a place to go as the ultimate problem or the ultimate uh, way to lay blame. We need to we need to act and let's focus on getting as many people to the right services we can at the right time, and that's been our focus here. And it's I think we're. Starting to see a difference. Uh, it's early days, as you said. You don't uh, you don't end a problem that's built over many years. Uh, you know, from from the same issues, and uh, and you don't end the problem if we don't have resources and or services offered in some of the feeder systems and th- that come into Edmonton. So those things are all being built, but in the meantime, we can't not act. So what this is is really trying to making sure that uh, we're taking
1: a different approach. Yeah, work in progress. But the murder rate, Chief, not great. Uh, last year, thirty 35- five murders, and I think we're at um, 33 already. Yeah,
2: last year was uh, 36, uh, uh, 2021, 41. Uh, I mean, our worst year ever was 2011, is 48, this year 33. But regardless if it's 25 or 33 or, or 18, it's too many and it needs to come down. And, uh, you know, some of the trends that we've seen in relation to firearms and guns and shootings in relation to some of these increased and, and some of the gang-related activity and the increase in that are things that we're not going to tolerate. And provinces, uh, you know, has provided us some funding to build some... Some other teams in relation to the extreme violence. Prosecutions is coming on board now with the province direction from a provincial to try to put some accountability in the system. So those are things, these are the people that choose to hurt people and choose to disrupt our society and in our city and they need to be accountability and those particular individuals, that's a justice system approach and we're going to really, really focus on that in the, in the coming days and months.
0: Of the 33, is there a breakdown as to how many you, you would point toward gang related? How many might be be sort of a domestic abuse how some might be in other areas is there is there a clear trend as to why it's 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 much higher
2: we, we certainly would have that. Uh, you know what, what I can tell you, though, right now, out of those um, 19 of them, uh, 19 of the homicides, that so was seven, seven uh, uh, involved edge weapons, four physical force, one unknown, one other weapon, uh, and uh, 17 of these obviously are still under investigation. But. Uh, Seven of these homicides year-to-date where the victim and sus- suspects, as you mentioned, the Belvedere one, did not know each other. That's an increase. That's that random stuff. I mean, we all know the story, uh, obviously, of uh, the lady and, and her child at the school. We know the story of the Belvedere one with a man from Congo. And, you know, those are the ones that we really, really have to pay attention to the that are out on some of these severe conditions and releases you mean some of the things that we see like a triple firearms prohibition I'm not quite sure how anybody even rationalizes that so we got to remain diligent and as you mentioned earlier in the show both of you uh, there's a lot of work right now and a lot of focus in a lot of areas and uh, you know I'm pretty thankful for the men and women working in our organization because they're dedicated to getting this done even Right now, uh, like most uh, police services in North America, we're, we're a bit short-staffed, but uh, they're putting their best foot forward, and, and absolutely losing is not an option.
1: Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us.
2: No, we really appreciate what you guys do, and thanks again. Always uh, always a pleasure to have our monthly updates, and, uh, and, and again, thank you for what you do in informing the public. It's very important to us.
1: Well, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Uh, that's uh, Chief Dale McPhee, the top cop here in Edmonton.